Super Talk Mississippi media production. SEC preview for this week. We're talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks. Nikki Chavanel from uh, Hogsports.com, the Arkansas rival site up there in Fayetteville. I, I don't know that there's a team this season that I feel like I know less about than Arkansas. And, and from that, you know, a coach that, you know, outside of, of a few people in Georgia, you know, not, not familiar with, with that much. Felipe Franks coming in. And there's just a lot of questions. And this was a 2 and 10 team a season ago. What's what's a realistic expectation? We'll start with the big picture. What's the what what would a record that Arkansas could get to this year where people would say moving in the right direction? I think you know the minimum because Arkansas really talent wise they weren't a two and ten team last year nor the year before. I think the minimum is you have to win the three non conference games against Nevada, um, Charleston Southern, and um, the uh, late season game against. Um, Louisiana Monroe, but then you know Notre Dame. That's don't think Arkansas is ready to compete in that game. Um, and then they have to find one SEC win somewhere on the schedule, whether that's Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, um, all those schools. You know, new head coaches as well. So I feel like the win is probably going to come in one of those three games. Uh, but four wins, I think, is what recruits need to see. It's what fans need to see. And uh, in general, I think that's what Sam Pittman at least expects. Um, a lot of more positive people would probably say five wins would make them really happy, but I just not sure that they're going to have it in them to fight through games. And then I just think it's going to take a while to get some kinks out with these new uh, coaches. When you when you look at what Arkansas is trying to put together with Pittman and, and the staff that he's got, is it fair to say they're trying to sort of maybe copy the LSU model that you know Orgeron was not known as a great head coach but a great motivator and a great recruiter, but they put elite ta- coaches around him. Is that sort of what Arkansas is trying to do there? Yeah, uh, that's essentially it. That's not I don't think what they started out trying to do when uh, the coaching search started, but Sam Pittman's name was brought up. Uh, right at the beginning of the coaching search because former players of his from when he was at Arkansas as the offensive line coach, uh, they sent out a letter and put it out to the media, and it was just so complimentary of him um, and how hard they wanted to fight for him, and that's really what Arkansas has needed uh, since Brett Bielema. Um, I think Arkansas, you know, the players would play the first two games, and they'd play their heart out, and then they just gave up on Chad Morris, and that's why... <laughs> You know, a lot of people said two years, that's not enough time to turn a team around and take it in the right direction. But the team got worse, and the players stopped wanting to play for him. So at that point, they had to go a separate way, and I don't think that's a problem Sam Pittman's going to have unless, you know, they don't see some changes in the first year. They trust us. Down here in Starville, we know all about a coach getting the, uh, the <laughs> axe after two seasons. It's, it's familiar yeah. territory for us. Felipe Frank's coming in, uh, you know, was good at times at Florida, inconsistent sometimes. You know, what is he going to bring to this offense? And is is he for sure the guy? Could KJ Jefferson, the uh, Mississippi native, make a, a a play for playing time, or does he have a role regardless of who the starter is? Um, I think you know Felipe and KJ bring a lot of similar qualities, um, except KJ is a lot less uh, polished than Felipe, uh, and he also doesn't have. Like we could tell from last season, the few games that he did play in, he just doesn't have it all figured out like in-game, in the moment. And that might be something he can work on. Um, but without spring football, um, I'm just not sure that he's going to be ready to compete. And Felipe Franks 
uh, he's definitely coming in to compete because he keeps saying, I mean, he has a second year if he wants to use it because he can medical redshirt that last year that he got injured. But he's very determined that he's going to, you know, boost his draft stock and get himself into the NFL after this one year. So he's expecting big things out of himself, and I definitely think the coaches brought him in. Even though the last two grad transfer quarterbacks did not work out, um, Felipe Franks has a lot more experience in the SEC than either of those two guys did, and uh, he's shown he can get it done. He's not perfect, that's for sure, uh, but I think he'll definitely uh, pull out in fall camp, and I know that the guys – They've been working with him here in Fayetteville during this whole time. A lot of the wide receivers stayed in Fayetteville, so they're going to be ready to go once they can actually start using the football again. Nick, you, I guess, kind of hit on this a little bit a minute ago when you were talking about what, you know, an expected win total or something. But overall, just in general, what's what's the mood around this program right now from the fan base? I, I know last year when Mississippi State was – was playing Arkansas, it kind of seemed like a, a disgruntled bunch uh, of, of Hog fans at, at the time when, when State was up there. What is the mood now with the new coaching staff? You, you, Felipe Franks is there. Um, some, some things have definitely went in, in a, a different direction uh, from the last time State and Arkansas met. So just in general, uh, mood around the program from the fan base and such, what have you seen? The fans are really excited to see what Sam Pittman, along with his coordinators, I mean, those, those were two really good hires, probably as good as Sam Pittman could have done with the, his uh, offensive defensive coordinators. But uh, they're really excited to see what he can do. They are familiar with him since he was here before. Uh, they are confident that the O-line will get better in a hurry. Uh, that's his strong suit, and he brought in one of his own former players, who he groomed up and, you know, Brad Davis, he coached at Florida, he coached at Missouri. Uh, he's got a lot of SEC experience coaching. So um, fans are really excited, but there is a lot of, you know, cautious optimism. Like people are not diving in headfirst for Sam Pittman like they did for Chad Morris. Like they want to see results. Uh, so they are, you know, I think a lot of people are buying season tickets, but that won't be the case if there's not some, uh, you know, remarkable turnaround this year. I think we all know Rakeem Boyd, you know, great running back for Arkansas. But beyond that, you know, the, the skill position, the, the potential stars on this team, I just don't know who they are. Who are some guys you're keeping an eye on this fall that you think will be uh, play big pieces on both sides of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rakeem Boyd, he came back. He wanted to boost his draft stock. So thinks he can go higher, and I agree. Um, just in general, Arkansas being better is going to put him – in the spotlight, I'm not sure he gets the, the credit that he deserves. Um, but behind him, uh, we're really excited for Traylon Smith and what he can do. He's a transfer from Arizona State who was in the same class as Rakeem Boyd, and he just couldn't really get it together at Arizona State. I'm not sure what the issues were, but he wasn't super focused on football. But now, uh, after sitting out a year, uh, he – has been said to have some of the quickest feet, um, which is not totally Rakeem Boyd's strong point. So I feel like the two of them will work well together. Um, and, and Rakeem does tend to uh, tap out kind of when you need him. So I'm hoping Traylon Smith will fill that role when he needs to head out of the game. Um, Traylon Burks at wide receiver, he was the leading receiver last year. But if you can tell how uh, – 
messed up Arkansas was. He didn't have a single touchdown reception last year, despite being the leading receiver, which is just one of the craziest things I've ever heard. I'm not sure how many times that's ever happened. Uh, but he is just a monster. He's like 6'4", um, 225. He's gotten even heavier since he's been here. He just he plays in the slot, so he's just going to you know dominate matchups. And with Felipe Franks, uh, that's going to be a huge upgrade for him. Um, the other two starting wide receivers, I'm not sure what their maximum potential is, but uh, Traylon Burks is really the star of that wide receiver core, and he's just going into his sophomore season. Um, playmakers on the defense, that's really tough. Arkansas, their defense was ranked 124th, I believe, last season. So um, they had three guys drafted. Um, coming up behind them, there's just a lot of young talent that hasn't quite realized itself yet. But uh, we have some guys that we're looking out for, like Bumper Poole, a middle linebacker. He got a ton of experience last year, but I don't feel like anyone played near their potential under John Chavis, and I don't know what it was, but he just didn't have the passion to lead those guys to play better, and I think Barry Odom's going to get a lot better out of that defense. Um, defensive line, there's not a ton of talent right there that's like really eye-catching or is going to pop out at you. Uh, they struggled getting pressure a lot last year, so there's no one like big sack leader returning or anything like that. Um, yeah, the defense doesn't have many stars, but they have a lot of young uh, up-and-coming players that could break out this year. I think that's what a lot of our stories this offseason have been about, like who could break out, and there's a lot of candidates for that. I guess to wrap up here, you know, you mentioned you think you know four and eight is a very reasonable uh, and, and you know and a very doable uh, year one for Sam Pittman. You know, we, we obviously Chad Morris that program you, you called it. It wasn't going in the right direction. They weren't playing for him. He had to go. I, I think Arkansas fans are going to be patient with Sam Pittman, but to to what extent? What what was the next two years need to look like? You know, past this season, let's say they're four and eight. What does 2021, 2022 need to look like for Arkansas to show things are trending in the right direction? Yeah, they definitely have to be working back towards uh, being bowl eligible. I think that's what everyone expects. No one, <laughs> they don't expect them to compete with LSU and Alabama. Well, they expect some competition, but, you know, no one's expecting a win out of that right now. But, like, to compete with other teams that have struggled recently, like Ole Miss, like Mississippi State, like Missouri, um, Tennessee to an extent, even though they finished hot last year. Um, so a lot to make progress on. I'm just not sure that anyone's expecting too much. They just want to play in the postseason again. That would be fantastic. Well, we'll see what happens this season. Should be, you know, Arkansas is going to be one of the more interesting teams to follow when you have a coach like Sam Pittman that we just don't know so little about to see what he's able to do year one and if he can get that program rolling in the right direction. Nikki Chavanel, thanks so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.